The Twins are swept in their doubleheader with Cleveland. Game two lasted 15 innings before the Guardians finally sealed the deal. Let's break these games down on today's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. It is Saturday, September 17th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, the NFL has begun. I don't know if you know, college football has also begun. You're going to want to go play at betonline.net. The postseason is coming up for baseball. The NHL is coming. The NBA is coming. Everything, MMA, boxing, whatever you need, betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Brandon Warren, Twins are swept today in Cleveland. They've lost the first three games of this five-game series, a series in which we said the Twins needed to take at least four, uh, if not four, absolutely three, and and now that's uh, it's out the window. Good to see you again. You doing good? Good to see you. Yeah, 24 yeah. innings. Yeah, uh, 24 innings, 24 hours. Um, exactly one of those innings was enjoyable. It was just that kind of day, and – I don't know what a fitting way to bury this season that was all three feet deep, now six feet deep, six game, no, seven games deep. I don't know. I'm not good at math. Yep. I think but, it's, um, it, you know, it's over. It's uh, hard to believe that two hours ago when I texted you to say I was running a little behind, I'd still be very early for this show. Nick Gordon would hit a big homer, so on and so forth. <sighs> you know, you want to take away some good things. Matt Walner hitting his first big league home run today and a few other things, but um, I'm at a loss for words again, which has been a key theme. And I, let me tell you one thing, <clears throat> never ever be at a loss for words when you're doing the postcast by yourself, because that doesn't go well. <laughs> it does not go well at all. Yeah. I've done, I've done some shows like that for sure. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they lost again in, the, in a similar way. You know, they're, they're in Cleveland this is uh, this head to head. It's honestly been the difference, Brandon. If like they had played these head to heads 500, they'd still be in this thing. But Cleveland has owned them and has owned them. I think they won eight in a row. I think they've won eight in a row over the Twins. Like this I think has been ownership. I think it's 13 games decided by three runs or fewer, and the Twins have lost 11 of them. I think I'm trying to remember if my math was right, but. Um, yeah, what do what do people? How do you get people to watch anymore? Because NFL season, like you said in the read, has started. NCAA is going right now. I mean, there's NDSU playing Arizona right now. Uh, it's I I just tweeted it before we came on. The Twins, the 2022 Twins, have gotten everything they've deserved. Because yeah, they've been hurt. Yeah, they've had some issues that were beyond their control, but they just have not executed at any point in the season for any length of time to deserve to be anything more than a third place team. This is why I love baseball to the playoff field. And they did add, you know, the extra spot this year, but you're not going to limp into the playoffs, even in the central, like you're just not, you're not going to play nope. like that and still make the postseason. I mean, we thought for a while they could play 500 ball. They haven't played 500 ball 
for months. But even yeah. that, like Cleveland's <laughs> Cleveland's taking it. You know, this is it's still a division that for how bad it is, it's still fairly competitive and that Cleveland has looked like the best team and they play the twins super tough. And uh, Reese says here how fitting for that to be the final dagger in the 2022 yeah. season. So Brandon last year in like May, it felt like we were saying that or in June at the very latest. And then you kind of turn your attention to other things. You're like, okay, here's what we're watching <laughs> now. And uh, Jacob says, I guess it's time to watch for a rise batting Luis rise batting title campaign. Uh, what are some other storylines you'll be watching now? <laughs> that uh, it feels like the twins are, are kind of out of this thing. Well, one thing I want to say too, and I mentioned this last night is if this is an 80 win team, as was kind of forecasted by Fangraphs baseball prospectus, the problem is they've never felt like an 80 win team. They felt like a 90 win team early and a 65, 70 win team now. And that comes out to 80 wins, but never feels like 80 wins at any given time. Just getting that off my chest. As far as, uh, I mean, you know, let's see if Matt Wallner can do, a reasonable Adam Dunn impersonation. Let's see, like our friend here said, does Luis Arise manage to bring home a batting title? Is he healthy enough to bring home a batting title and stay on the field? Um, Jose Miranda, does he continue to grow? And at what point do they hopefully find a way to get Carlos Correa to stay? Probably not in season, but we'll see. Um, beyond that, I want to watch the young guys. I want to see Louis Varlin make another start or two. I want to see Josh Winder make more starts. I don't need to see Chris Archer anymore. I don't necessarily need to see Dylan Bundy. I don't care. I probably will. But, um, yeah, let's see the young guys that are in the mix now because that's the future. I think Twins fans, like, watching this season play out, and if you've been watching Brandon and I all year, we appreciate you watching us all year. But I remember, Brandon, we were here in April even, or, you know, late April, early May, really hopeful and excited about what this season could be for the twins looking at the division the Sox were off to such a slow start it looked mm -hmm. like this was a year for the twins with Correa and Buxton was healthy and you're feeling really good about where things are at and it's just this slow burn has been really painful well and I said at a couple different times this is a good team this is a good team well as constructed in May it was a good team you know then Paddock goes down Correa has that issue that we thought was going to cost him a bunch of time Buxton has the slide in Boston that I think kind of derailed his season. And it's just been one thing after another. And it's on-field, off-field, injuries, bullpen stuff. It's just it's a snowball that has continued to roll down the hill and pick up steam since, I mean, what is it, late May, early June? Yep. And it just, um, you know, if people tell you who they are, you should believe them. And the Twins have kind of showed us who they are the last few months. And I wanted to keep telling myself, yeah, that's true, but this is a bad division and they can hang. Um, and at the end of the day, the injuries just got to be too much right now. For me, it's the injuries. Now, all the other things that happened are all parts of the calculus parts of the equation right now. You know, it just doesn't work for your, your five man outfield to be Jake cave, Celestino, Mark Contreras, Matt Walner, and Billy Hamilton. That just, that that's not a playoff outfield. That's not a, that's not a third place outfield. It's just, it's not going to work. We were waiting all year, just waiting and waiting and waiting for this team finally to go on that run. We thought it might happen in September. We thought it might happen in August. We thought it might happen after the, right after the trade deadline. It never happened for these, for this team. It just, that run never came. And I was almost convinced it was, it had to come, right? It was like, okay, they're going to start winning in a row. And it just never happened. No, no, and the approach at the deadline was exactly what you would have asked. The biggest 
Achilles heel for the team was needing one more starter, but especially the back end of the bullpen. Fulmer has been pretty solid. I came in and put out a fire tonight. And Jorge Lopez, I thought, looked, you know, as good as he has in a while. Yeah. Um, You know, the the stuff is there. The velo is there. Uh, It's just an execution thing. And so, yeah, I mean, again, people want to see a team try at the deadline. The Twins went out and did everything they had to, and everything fell apart at the worst possible time. That's luck. That's baseball. Um, you go back to the drawing board. I, I was looking at what this team could look like next season. If everybody can get healthy, even 90% of their guys, this is a very exciting roster for next season, but nobody wants to hear that right now. And it's because they're right. This season was there for the taking and they didn't take it. I want to bring up Cole's comment here. How is Korea not a shortstop in such an important game? Who cares if it's a double header? I want to break this off into the Palacios discussion because he has had a great year in St. Paul and defensively, mm-hmm. at least his reputation is that he's a really good defender at short. But Brandon, to me, and maybe it's unfair, but to me, there's absolutely no way the Palacios is going to play short until Royce Lewis's healthy plan is going to be at all viable. I don't know if you ever felt like that, but I thought about maybe that's something they could potentially do. Uh, to me, what we've seen out of Jermaine Palacios is, is that he's not he's not going to be able to fill that spot for them. No, it's and you get an Elvis Andrews and you get an Elvis Andrews. And, <laughs> you know, we've joked about that in various forums and in different places than here. But I really hope that's not the plan unless they go out and sign Carlos Rodon to be their number one starter. And tonight just showed how valuable Carlos Correa is. And to Cole's point, I mean, it's not just the play that ended the game. There was also that one where Palacios fielded, looked to third, had a chance. Sorry, the cat's interrupting here. um, Had a chance to throw to third to get Austin Hedges and cut down the lead runner. It didn't end up coming back to hurt the Twins. But Correa, in my mind, knows it's the catcher running in front of him. Um, You know, he's got a chance to make that play. And if you don't cut down that run at third, that runner at first really didn't matter that much in the first place. So they got the L at the inning and game continued, whatever. Um, You know, it just showed how much value a guy like Correa has. And so, yeah, the Palacios plan to me falls short. Um, Maybe as a utility guy, but I just don't see it. So looking ahead into this offseason, and Dave says the Vikings are Super Bowl bound, that would make up for a lot. Sure. It wouldn't make up for the entire September, but it might make up for tonight, Dave. So I I like I like that idea. Brandon, what's your number one? So last year, the year before, it felt like to uh, the number one priority, obviously, in the offseason is is like starting pitching. This needs number one, two and three. If you had to say not a not necessarily a need, maybe you want to say a need, but just the one focus going ahead in this winter based on what we've seen all year, what would you say their number one focus should be? I want one elite talent to pair with Byron Buxton atop this team. Do I want it to be Carlos Rodon? Not as much as I want it to be Carlos Correa, but I'd settle for Carlos Rodon. It's hard to call that settling. He's phenomenal. Um, beyond that, though, honestly, it, it, it's got to be a top-tier talent. They've got to draw somebody like that. I don't think they can get Trey Turner, but who knows, Xander Bogarts. They need to go out and get a top-tier player so that they have two pillars up the middle in Buxton and whoever shortstop's going to be the easiest way to do it just because of who's available. Um, again, I keep coming back to it. I think they get a deal done with Korea. I just, I think they wait until the off season. Boris can get his money. Korea's happy here. I think it happens, but 
that's not me trying to put out like I know some back channel stuff. I wish you did. I wish you were telling I, us that. I wish I knew anything, man. I, I got lucky and broke uh, Randy Dobnek going on outright waivers. That's the kind of scoops I get. So, yeah, I, I still like their chances. And if that's the case, then you go out and sign maybe like a Nate Avaldi or someone. Like maybe your uh, your flyers are a little more interesting this offseason. Sean Manaya, that sort of thing. Um, but you know, it, it, you gotta have you gotta draw an elite player, and and shortstop's gonna be the easiest place to do it. Dylan Bundy's been he's been reasonable, I guess. Like Archer, not so much. But I'm done with the Archer Bundy Hap yep. shoemaker signings, and I think they'll actually be in a spot, hopefully, where they'll have more depth, where they don't have to make those signings, and you can save that eight million. And give an extra eight million to Carlos Correa on an average annual value basis. I, I hope that's the route that they go um, this offseason. Final word, Brandon, on this doubleheader today and just the first three games of this Cleveland series. Pain. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> um, it just showed the twins aren't where they need to be. I I still am not a big believer in Cleveland. And and you know what? I'm sure if somebody clips that audio, they'll be ticked. Um, but I said last night on the show, they remind me of the 2002 Twins, which is a fun team, a good team, made some noise, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I don't know, man. I just, I don't, when I see people say that's a real team and that's how the Twins should build, no, because if that didn't work, I guarantee you people would be like, I don't want to do that either. It's yeah. just people saying, hey, I see what's in front of us. This is a copycat league, which it's not. And, um, you know, our team should do that. Well, no. No, you have to be good at what you're good at and then make the rest work. For now, the Twins can let the – and then um, next year, the Twins can bounce back. Reese, Dave, Jacob, Dan, everybody, thank you. Cole, thanks, everybody, for joining. Even if you did not comment, we appreciate hey, you. No Josiah tonight, though. Josiah is sleeping. Josiah is oh, sleeping. Great. We yep. miss you. I hope Josiah listens back on the recording and, and smiles at us saying that. So yes. thank you always. And uh, thank you, Josiah, always. And, and Jacob, I know we got some really loyal listeners every single night. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. And Skull Vikes.